Hello and welcome to Mike Springston FFC Coaching You in the Word podcast. We're glad to have you. From wherever you're downloading our information, we appreciate it. We are glad to have you as a part of our podcast and our Bible study. Uh, We want to welcome you to contact us at springston56 at gmail.com. And uh, uh, MikeSpringstonMinistries.com, FFCMA.org, or through Family Fellowship Chapel's Facebook post. We're going to go into a message that I taught on 9-18-22 that I haven't had a chance to post yet. I hope you will enjoy it, and I will be back with you at the conclusion of the message. For to the, the tonight's 6 p.m. Bible study uh, right now and uh, then get ready and head to Greensboro after that. But uh, I want to begin today and finish what I started this morning on how to train the inner man. Uh, so let's go to a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for the word of God. Minister to your people. Open our eyes that we can see, our ears that we can hear, and our heart that we can understand. Well, the Word of God is saying to us, and then let us apply it to our lives so that we can be conformed to the image of your dear Son. We sanctify ourselves, yield ourselves, and surrender ourselves to the voice of the Holy Spirit. May you, Jesus, speak through the Holy Spirit, and may He reveal it, and then allow us to release your Word to your people. We'll give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, we're looking at the Scripture from Ephesians chapter 3. Verse 16 through 20, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth, length, depth, and height, and to know the love of God which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we're able to ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Now we notice just a few things I want to remind you of. That this is a work of the Spirit in the inner man with the mission to strengthen us in the inner man. And what we would be strengthened with is the fact that Christ would be dwelling in our inner man. And the avenue to do that is by faith. When we are able to have him dwell in the inner man by faith, the strengthening becomes a rooting and a grounding. Now, I also want you to notice, I made mention this morning, that at least three of the um, seven spirits of God are brought to bear in this writing. The first one is the use of the word might. The second one is the use of the word comprehend, which means to understand. And the third one is the use of knowledge. So we see the seven spirits of God beginning to be unfolded by Paul concerning the training of the inner man. Now Paul is praying for the development of the riches of glory. And he knows that any abundance of glory that a believer may have can only come through the avenue of the ability to be trained in the inner man. It was, of course, concerning this issue that Jesus spoke in John 17, 21, and he said, And the glory that thou gavest me have I given thee, that they, meaning us, may be one, even as we are one. 
Jesus speaking to the Father concerning our oneness. This means that the inner man is empowered. Now, how does that occur? Well, that's the question we're going to try to answer. If we're able to answer that question, then we can locate the force of the abundance of might, of the abundance of understanding, and the abundance of knowledge that will be releasing the glory of Jesus Christ in wonderful works. Now, these wonderful works are completely the work of the inner man and the work of the development of your spirit for your personal growth and development inside out. This, this is a work of God for me and for you. Not a work towards our ministry. That's another work of the Holy Spirit. This is the work that the Holy Spirit does in our inner man. To develop our ability to express the ability of God in our inner man that affects our life, relationship, and oneness with God. It is the work that is expressed in our inner man that gives us the ability to understand what it is God is calling us to do. And it is the work in our inner man that brings us the knowledge of the direction that God is trying to manage our life so that we can come into the prosperity of peace and uncover the promises of God that are specific to us. Now, Paul shows us something in verse 16. He says that the development and the training of the spirit, which is in the inner man, is relegated to be done strictly and completely by the Holy Spirit. So, it is the Holy Spirit that is working in the inner man. Now, those of us who see the work of the Holy Spirit as being done all in, uh, at once when we are saved need to take another look at this because... We are diminishing the role of the Holy Spirit in the lives of the believer. The Holy Spirit has three works. He has a work in saving you. He has a work in developing your inner man. And he has a work in ministry. All of these, of course, are done by grace. In verse 17, Paul declares that the work of the Holy Spirit will allow Christ to dwell or live permanently in our heart, which is our spirit man, and it's done by faith. In this statement, Paul is describing a dwelling that is in the inner man. This is a dwelling that is subsequent to the action of being saved. For from here resides the real and necessary thoughts that will become the manifestation of the riches of the glory of God. We become one with him, of course, as Jesus taught in John 17. So what we are reading is Paul showing us the operation of the Holy Spirit in the development of the inner man. He is showing us who does the work and how the work is applied. Now we know, of course, that in chapter 2, Paul declares that we're saved by grace and that it is a coordinated work that works with our faith. The coordination of these two brings about the condition of being saved. Now here in Ephesians chapter 3, 
Paul is using the same vehicle, faith, to reveal how the spirit man is trained and developed. So this has moved beyond the milk, the getting saved level, and brought itself into a more solid footing of solid food. It describes what Jesus said to Peter when he went from feeding, from him saying to Peter, feed my lambs to feed my sheep. Faith, of course, is the avenue that's used to open the door for all things that pertain to the acts and works of God. In verse 17, Paul speaks of being rooted and grounded. He's saying that the effects of being saved has transitioned into being settled into a relationship that has been set upon a foundation and has reached inward to develop the believer. But of course, there's more that must be exposed through the relationship of love. This relationship has begun an affectionate and well-meaning interaction between the believer and his Lord. In verse 18, we begin to identify what the Holy Spirit has begun to uncover that develops the inner man. He is uncovering the expanse of the effects of the love of God. Now, what does that mean? Well, friend, we believe and attest to his love with regard to him giving his son to die for our sins. And of course, that's a great thing. But we do not have any understanding of the fact that his love extends well beyond what happened at the cross. His love moves the believer into an eternal relationship. Now, in and from that relationship, the eternal issues, eternal ways of living, eternal understanding, eternal wisdom, eternal counsel, eternal might, eternal knowledge, eternal fear of the Lord and eternal judgment, understanding with good decision making. Those things have to be taught and learned by the believer. Now the question is, are they a must? Are these things, is this internal development a must? Well, the answer to that, of course, is no. No, they're not. Not if you insist on hanging on by the skin of your teeth, by living life as if it were a yo-yo up one minute, down the next, in the valley and on the mountaintop, uh, shrung around like a, a, a rag doll by the devil. No, you don't need to develop the inner man if you choose to live like that. Well, if you choose to live under the theory of once in grace, always in grace, and because I accepted Christ whenever I was five years old, I can live any way I want to because He loves me too much to send me to hell, then you may not need to worry about the development of the inner man. Huh. But, if you want to know what Paul says about it, not what a man has made a doctrine out of, but what Paul says about it. Paul says that you should be strengthened by the Spirit in the inner man, that Christ should dwell in you. If Christ who died for you dwells in you, do you really want to live like hell? Do you really want to live a life of a yo-yo, up and down, in and out, sin, consequences of sin, repercussions of sin? Is that how you want to live, knowing Christ is on the inside of you? When there's a better way, when you could turn your life and allow the Holy Spirit, which Paul has already told us, the Spirit of God would strengthen and give you might in the inner man, that Christ would dwell in you, and that you could understand that love in the inner man and have knowledge of the riches of the glory of God in the inner man. Hmm. Why would you choose to live any other way?
other than to get into the eternal growth and development of the inner man. You can live any way you want to, you know. You can risk your life any way you want to risk your life. You can risk eternity any way you want to risk eternity. Paul, in Ephesians chapter 3, is trying to show us how to get ourselves into a position of inner strength. Now, if you desire to truly do what Jesus said and become more than an overcomer, then you're going to have to move into the things that the Word of God teaches. Here is the issue in the church. Someone would say, well, I don't hear that being taught from other pulpits. And that may be true. The question, of course, is not that at all. The question is, if Paul is teaching it, and I have read it to you today, then why are we not hearing it, subscribing to it, trying to live by it? Huh? Because we put the doctrine of man ahead of the doctrine of the uh, Holy Ghost-breathed Word of God. The work of the Holy Spirit is to make us understand the love of God. The love of God in the plan of salvation. The love of God in the development of your inner man. And the love of God to equip you for the life of ministry. He describes love by using the picture of dimensions, width and length and depth and height. And this message can allow us to help somewhat define the love of God by using measurements that we can relate to. However... When Paul is using this, he is using these terms in terms of their infinity. How, how much of the width and infinite length, how much of the depth and heights, nothing can be higher. Someone would say, well, Pastor Mike, if that's the case, then what you just said about my lifestyle doesn't apply. Paul is referring here to the man who lives the life that is strengthened with might, understanding, and knowledge in the inner man. That's who Paul's talking about. Paul says the man who has been strengthened with might, knowledge, and with understanding in the inner man, what he has found there is a love that is so big, so vast, so infinite, that it has completely regenerated and revealed in him the Christ, and that Christ went from the man, now watch me now, on the cross to the man on the throne. That's what Paul is trying to tell us here. He's not trying to show us of the infinity of God's love with regard to the overlooking of our sin. He's trying to show us the infinity of God's love with regard to where Jesus Christ is platformed currently. In his platform currently as the man in the Godhead bodily, we have the opportunity through our oneness with the Father to ask him anything and he go to the Father and the Father does it for us. But we're not seeing that because we do not understand the concept of our oneness in our inner man. We want to see God in view of His love at the cross, not in view of His love where Christ dwells in us and where His platform as Lord, High Priest, and man in the Godhead bodily is developing our inner man into the oneness that is Jesus Christ the Father and us 
as a three-pronged cord of power. No, we don't want to see that. It's something, however, my friend, that Paul says we can understand, but we can only understand it through the strengthening of our spirit man, which is done by two things, the Holy Spirit and our faith. The only place that this can occur, my friend, is in the inner man. Now, then he says these words, and to know. And to know. See, we can know on the inside of us that we are at one with God. We can know that on the inside of us that our mind is the mind of Christ. We can know that on the inside of us. We can be aware, perceive, and be resolved that we know His love. That we understand His platform. That we understand who He has become. We can know and under How do we know that? Because we are at perfect peace. In all of the things that surround our outer body and our soul, we are in perfect peace. Now what do we need to know? Well, we need to know that we're strengthened. We're strengthened with ability, power, authority. And all of that flows from our oneness, our three-pronged cord that is tied together in oneness with the Father and the Son. We need to know that that has given us an inner ability that our mind, our divine side, the divine factor that's on the inside of us as the image and likeness of God is well prepared with a heavenly platform and we are left to be at total peace with the God of the universe. Now this ability was not present for us prior to our encounter with the Savior. However, it must be established by subsequent training and development that takes place in our inner man by the Holy Spirit. The inner strength and might that comes from the glory of God is expressed by our intense love relationship now passes our natural ability. It goes beyond what we can understand. It passes knowledge. We can walk into a place in our spirit now where we can live in the world and be more than an overcomer through Christ Jesus. He said that we would have trouble in this world, but be of good cheer for I have overcome it. How did he do it? Wait a minute. Listen, he died. He died. He went to the cross. He didn't overcome this world by the means in which we are thinking that we are going to overcome it. He went to the cross. He overcame this world in his spirit man. And then, of course, from that perspective, God sent the Holy Spirit into hell and rose him from the dead. And there he came out with a brand new body and a brand new garment. And uh, uh, the only thing that was resemblance of the old man was the sound of his voice. See, my friend, Jesus has said, you're going to have trouble here on this earth, but be of good cheer. I, in my spirit, man, in oneness with God, in love with my Father, loving Him like I'm having you love Him and Him love you back, that thing is going to make you more than an overcomer in Christ Jesus. Oh, yeah. Our intellect doesn't have the capacity to handle 
what's working on the inside of us. And it doesn't have capacity to handle what's working on the outside of us either. Notice verse 19, and to know, to know, to know the love of Christ. How am I going to know that? How am I going to know that? When I look around at a world that has no clue what love is, when I look around at a world that bases their love on what they see, what they can touch, and how it makes them feel, how am I going to know what love is? Unless I'm strengthened by the Spirit of God in my inner man to know that Christ dwells in me and made to understand what Christ has done for me. Made to have the knowledge that passes everything and be filled with the fullness of God. Where's that going to happen for me? It has to happen in my inner man. I have to allow my inner man to develop. Now, how am I going to do that? For me to have complete fullness of the divine nature of God, how am I going to do that? Well, first off, I'm going to have to know it exists. Second off, I'm going to have to surrender and sanctify myself to the Holy Spirit. Thirdly, I'm going to have to walk by faith that the Holy Spirit is developing my inner man. Fourthly, I'm going to have to listen to my inner man. I'm going to have to begin to share conversation in prayer through my inner man. I'm going to have to learn how to worship from my inner man. And that the things that I see in my natural life that need the touch of God, I'm going to have to begin to inquire within my inner man where there's oneness between me and the Father and Jesus. Inquiring within my inner man what the answers are. Now the inner man will manifest in the outer man. That's exactly what Jesus did when he said, I only do the things I see and the things I hear. He manifested his oneness with God, his love with God in the inner man until that manifested itself into ministry, into his, his ministry, his personal development, and then into ministry for others. Now, the divine side of the fullness of God is available to you and everybody else. How do we know that? Because we saw it in Adam. We saw the divine nature of God manifest itself in Adam, in all of the things that Adam was able to do to name all of God's creation. Now, if it was in Adam, and the thing that died in Adam was Adam's spirit, and Adam then went out on his own, having been covered by an um, offering animal, and shielding himself by the blood of that offering animal, and Adam went on to procreate and, and take care of himself and have kids that knew the way of God, Adam knew the way of God. Now, we, on the other hand, having come through that same model, have the, uh, the blessing of the cross and the death of Jesus Christ. In that death, when we believe on that, we receive, because of the resurrected Lord, the spirit of life that's in Christ Jesus, the new law. And it becomes available in our life and, and our spirit man changes. Now then, if we do not uh, operate in that spirit man, acknowledge that spirit man, and allow that spirit man to build in us the seven spirits of God, then we are living as a saved soul, but we are facing the world out of our intellect because our inner man has never been developed. Paul says in Ephesians chapter 3, you need to be aware. You're going to have to develop your inner man. You're going to have to find strength in your inner man. You're going to have to let God, uh, he prayed that God would grant you the ability to have the riches, the riches, the riches of God. Where are you going to have that? 
Are we going to be Rockefeller rich? No, we're going to have the riches of God in our spirit, man. The riches of and it's going to be get be in there, and we're going to be strengthened with ability in the inner man. That ability is going to be an ability to fight sin, to fight the deficiencies of our body, to fight against the things that are fighting against our spirit and our body that the enemy brings against us. Okay? That is how we are going to resist the devil and he's going to flee from us. We're not going to make up our mind to grunt and talk and yell and say, I'm against you, devil. No, no. That's going to come out of our inner man. We're going to resist the devil and he's going to have to flee from us. Why? Because when we resist, we're resisting in a three-pronged cord. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Oneness, uh, Father, Son, and us in oneness in our inner man. Having developed to, by faith, to allow the Spirit of God to bring us wisdom, understanding, counsel, might, knowledge, the, the hatred of evil, the fear of the Lord, and the good decision-making of judgment. These things have to be developed. What am I going to do to develop them, Mike? Well... I'm going to begin to look inwardly. I'm going to begin to pray about my inner man. I'm going to begin to seek God, who is Christ in me, the hope of glory, about what's going on in my inner man. I'm going to begin to ask, God, what wisdom are you trying to give me in my inner man? For me personally, not to share with someone else, but for me personally, what understanding are you trying to bring to me that I need to develop me personally in my spiritual walk? What am I trying to need to understand from your counsel, from your words? What am I trying to do about my abilities that you're trying to minister to me? What knowledge do I need to have? I'm seeking all of that out of my inner man. Why? Because that's what Jesus told us to do. See, this thing needs to be sought. It needs to be looked for. And if we find it, what will happen? We'll be filled with all the fullness of God. This means that we have a fullness of the divine side. Now we're putting on this mind that was also in Christ Jesus. What was, what was the mind of Christ? The mind of Christ was to find out the mind of the Father. How did he do that? He went to prayer. What was he praying about? Was he praying about those Jews that were trying to kill him? Was he praying about uh, uh, those sick? Let me tell you. Jesus was developing the divine side. Read the book of Proverbs. And in the book of Proverbs, you're going to see the life of Jesus as a child portrayed. So that by the time he got into ministry, he would continue the use of that divine side. Someone said, oh, pastor, what are you talking? Read Luke chapter 4. Because Jesus' ministry was brought out of his divine side. He said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. It's been brought out of me. I've been to prayer. Now, many of us don't understand that. Therefore, we have very little depth. The saved are willing to rely on that experience. And is that enough? Well, who knows? I'm not God. I just know that the inner man needs to be developed. We can become very satisfied with the idea of going to heaven. We can. We can become very satisfied with the fact that God loves us too much to do anything about it. Fullness, of course, then, is not in your vision because you don't identify 
in your intellect with the coordination and combination that the spirit is working and that your spirit needs to work in cooperation with the Father, the Son, and of course the Holy Spirit to be able to expose the power of God in your life. Only those who dive into the force of the Spirit, the inner man, who will allow the Holy Spirit to train their inner man will reap the benefit of the strength and ability that is produced and provided and then given to us in the fullness of God. Now verse 20 said, Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we are able to ask or think according to the power, now watch this, that worketh in us. Now what Jesus Christ has done is clear. He sent the work of the Holy Spirit to save us, to train us, and then equip us. These acts were seen in John 20 and progressed into Jesus' conversation with Peter in John 21, carried over into the book of Acts in Acts chapter 1. The culminating activity for the training of the inner man and the equipping of the inner man was occurred in Acts chapter 2. In Ephesians 3.20, the hymn referred to here is Jesus Christ and the power that works in us is the Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we're able to ask or think according to the power or the distinct ability to save, train, and equip that he focuses upon the inner man. When our faith is placed upon the residence of Jesus Christ in us, there is a distinct focus that a working power has been established in us. It's active, it's effect efficient, and it is effectual. From being trained by the Spirit, a man can have the ability to draw from his inner man whatever is required at the moment in which it is required. If we don't allow our spirit to be trained, then this ability goes undeveloped. Now what happens? We become both powerless and fruitless. When we remain attached to what we think and how we feel, we are vulnerable to our lack of understanding. We have no way to see or know everything we need to in order to make decisions with wisdom. There's a means, my friends, to do this. Seek the work of the Holy Spirit who will teach you all things. He'll lead you and guide you into all truth. He will show you what to say. He'll show you the love of God that is to come. Someone said, Pastor, I believe I have that leading without the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Well then, let's evaluate that. I want you to look into your troubles. I want you to look at your passions and desires. I want you to look into your hidden sin I want you to perceive and think about what are your real interests. I want you to reflect on your understanding and depth of the Word of God. I want you to understand and consider your relationship to the Spirit of Truth. Now, do these all reflect that your inner man is operating in intense and in the complete love of God? Are you putting anything? I want you to reflect on this. Is anything in your life coming before God? Is your work coming before God? Is your play coming before God? Are your hidden passions coming before God? Are you living in ways that uh, you would not want to stand before God's people and confess that you are involved with such and such a thing? My friend, if these things are true, any of them, then you have an underdeveloped inner man. You have an underdeveloped inner man. If you're dogmatic, 
in doctrine, then you have an underdeveloped inner man. If you're dogmatic in your beliefs concerning a particular doctrine, whether it be the prosperity doctrine, the faith doctrine, whether it be once in grace, always in grace, whatever the doctrine may be, if that doctrine is so dogmatic in you that the Word of God itself, when explained in truth, does not affect you because you've already set your mind, this is what I believe. Then the question is, are you living in an underdeveloped inner man? If any of the answer to these is, well, yeah, that would, that would represent me, then your spirit has not been correctly trained. The excuse can be made, my friends, for many things that may seem to be an appropriate excuse. Well, I was born up this way. Well, my family went to this kind. That's all I've ever known. I don't know any other way. Well, my family's had sick people in it, and I'm sick because, you know, my, my family's sick, and everybody's sick, and, and uh, my family's poor, been poor, don't know anymore. Whatever the case. But the reason why all of this is in operation very easy. There's been none of the granting of the riches of the glory of God into your life. There had been, then there would be an intense desire for more. There would be an intense desire for more. Now you're going to say to me, well, Pastor Mike, are you telling me that everybody that ha has this de developed inner man can never be poor? I didn't say that. I'm not talking about a man being poor financially. I'm talking a man, about a man being poor spiritually. I'm talking about a man that in his inner man operates in no wisdom, no understanding, no counsel, no might, no knowledge, no hatred of evil, and doesn't make good decisions. That's the man I'm talking about. See, we've been taught so long how to equate everything to what we can see, feel, touch, spend, that our spirit man has been left under almost non-developed. Well, we can seek the love of God. We can seek this through the training that is provided for us by the Holy Spirit. And we can find that this thing will increase in us and that we will decrease. There's no substitute, my friend, for the anointing and revelation. Greater still, there's no substitute for the demonstration of the power of God as ministered by the Holy Spirit. Now I want you to begin to look inwardly. I want you to begin to seek inwardly. Seven things. Wisdom. Understanding. Counsel. Might. Knowledge. The fear of the Lord. Or hatred of evil. And the judgment of good decision making. Now. Begin to pray about those things developing within your life. Begin to seek God on those things. Telling God that you know that Jesus Christ said that we would be one and the only place we can be perfect is in my inner man. Begin to seek those things. God, what, what wisdom do you have for me today? What wisdom do you have for me right now? What wisdom do you have for me as I go in the grocery store, as I drive my car, as I go into work, as I talk with my husband, my children? What wisdom do you have? I'm seeking wisdom from the strength of God that's developed in me through the inner man. 
the Spirit of God. By faith, I am receiving wisdom. And do that with all of them. And develop your spirit. And the Spirit of God will begin to lead you and guide you into places in your inner man for your personal development that you've never been before. And all of a sudden, you will truly be able to say, I have been kept in perfect peace because I've got my divine mind stayed on Him. Well, God bless you until we speak again. I am looking forward to next Sunday morning. God bless you. Have a great day. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. Um, that message, I think, has and says a lot of things that will bless you as you dissect it and study it a little deeper. We appreciate you downloading. We appreciate you studying the Word of God with us. We appreciate the fact that God's Word is so rich and so real, and it will take us from where we are into the places in Him that God wants us to be if we will just begin to allow our inner man to be developed. Well, may God richly bless you until we speak again.